How can I know God's will? Why do I do what I don't want to do? How long should I keep praying? How can I stop worrying? Thanks for joining us here on Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Today, as we continue with our series called Hard Questions, Pastor Rick Warren will share from God's Word in order to help us navigate through the muddy waters of life's seemingly unanswerable questions. If you'd love to help the kids you know learn God's Word, then stay with us, because in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you about God's Big Plans for Me, an easy-to-understand storybook Bible by Pastor Rick Warren. You can take a sneak peek right now by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. And if you want, you can just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called, Why Do I Do What I Don't Want to Do? Jesus did for me what I could not do myself. That's exactly what Paul says in Romans 8, 2. Look at this verse. For the new spiritual principle of life in Jesus Christ lifts me out, lifts me out of the old vicious cycle of sin. What's the cycle of sin? Good intention, failure, guilt. Good intention, failure, guilt. Good intention, failure, guilt. Good intention, failure, guilt. That is the cycle of sin. And there's only one way you're going to break out of it, and it's not listening to a tape or reading another self-help book. It's getting the power of Jesus Christ in your life. Acknowledging that the root of the problem is my own sinfulness and trying to play God, and then believing that Christ can change me. But there's a third step. C. A, B, C, D. C. Confess my struggle to another. That is a biblical principle of recovery. Confess my struggle to another. And this is an absolute prerequisite to healing and wholeness from God. James 5, 16. Let's read this together aloud. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so God can heal you. When a believing person prays, great things happen. This is a prerequisite. He says, confess to each other and pray for each other. He said, oh, no. How about if I just do the first two, Rick? Again, you're trying to play God. You're trying to set up your own rules for recovery. You're trying to set up your own rules for change. God says you confess to each other and pray for each other. Why? Well, because ego prevents healing. That's why. You say, I don't want anybody to find out about my problem. Well, good luck. I give you little change, for, little hope for personal Lasting change. Good luck. God has wired us up in a way that we need each other. And that's what the church is for. The church is not to be a hotel for perfect saints. It's a hospital for sinners. And as I've told you many times, we need to put up a sign out front that says, no perfect people need apply. Because if you're perfect, you really don't need to be here today. This is a place for people who've admitted it. I have an old sin nature, and I have a war going on in my life, and it's constant. But I believe that Jesus Christ can make a difference in my life. And I'm willing to humble myself, and I'm willing to admit when I've blown it, and get some help, some accountability, some support, because I want to get better. I'm more interested in being different 
than in pretending I'm different. I'm more interested in getting it together than pretending that I've got it all together. Would you welcome Cheryl? I grew up here in Southern California in what I thought was a perfect home. We were a close family. We had dinner at the table together almost every night. And my mom took me to church every week. So when I was just five years old, I accepted Jesus into my heart. But when I was 12 years old, I returned home from a weekend away and got hit with the worst news of my life. My dad was leaving my mom. I was in shock, and I couldn't believe it. I no longer felt safe from the world. My mom was devastated and came very close to a total breakdown. Around the same time, I stopped going to church. When I was 14, I got my first serious boyfriend. Soon, I lost my virginity, giving little thought to what God wanted for my life. I was just looking for anything to ease my pain. My mom had to move to a new city for a job opportunity. I went with her, but I was so homesick for my friends and my school, I began to fail all my subjects. So I moved back with my dad to finish high school. My dad worked out of town a lot and was very busy with his new girlfriends. There were times when I had our house all to myself for up to three weeks. I looked a lot older than I was, so I borrowed my sister's ID card and started going to clubs with my friends. I didn't drink and I didn't do drugs. Love and sex were my drugs and alcohol. I felt used, dirty, lonely, and far from love, but I didn't have the power to change. I became very good at deceiving others and even myself, but I wasn't fooling God at all. The more my lifestyle of promiscuity and deception continued, the more I began to hate myself. What I didn't know at the time is that my mom's small group had been praying for me. I stopped going to clubs and I started staying home. But still, I didn't turn to Jesus for help. Shame was a big barrier for me. If you're empty inside and you don't turn to Christ, you will look for something else to fill your void. In my case, when I stopped turning to men for comfort, I turned to food for comfort. A friend of mine had fixed me up on a blind date with a six-foot, four-inch career Marine. We tried to start a relationship with Christ in the center. In fact, our first date was to church. We both knew we wanted a Christian-based marriage, but both of us had all these unresolved hurts, emotional baggage, and sinful habits, and we quickly fell into our old ways and patterns, and we started living together. Naturally, we felt guilty about this, so we stopped going to church. Six months later, we were married. Well, I think that that very next weekend after we got married, we started back to church. We began learning what it meant to walk with God. We learned what God wanted for our lives and what was against His will. In the beginning of our relationship, we used to watch pornography together. But as we began to grow spiritually, we learned that this was unacceptable to God, and we both decided not to watch it anymore. What I hadn't realized is that pornography had been my husband's drug of choice, and he was addicted to it. During this time, we were given two beautiful gifts from God. Having kids gives you a whole new motivation for getting your life together. We had a good friend named Carl who had been the best man at our wedding who was attending a church that had a group called Celebrate Recovery. He started going, and I stayed home and ate ice cream. <laughs> I consoled myself with food. As time passed, I was so glad that Frank was finally getting the help he needed that I agreed to try this church, too. 
I fell in love with our Saddleback Church family, and we began attending weekly. It wasn't until Frank got home from overseas the last time that I decided I could benefit from recovery, too. What a concept. What I discovered is that I was far more messed up than I ever thought Frank was. Every week I learned something new about myself. One of the most important truths I learned is that God intended for us to be in constant fellowship with other believers. We all need accountability, honesty, and support. Nobody gets well on their own. I've realized I'm only one step out of the world, and I live each day in God's grace. But when you have other people cheering you on to do the right thing and keep growing, it is a wonderful feeling knowing that I'm not alone. Through Saddleback Church and Celebrate Recovery, God has brought a family of Christian brothers and sisters into my life that lift me up on a daily basis. Today I'm so grateful to God for the second chance He has given me in my marriage. I have a wonderful husband who loves the Lord with all his heart and who, with God's help, has been able to stay sober from his addiction for a long time. Together with Christ's power in our lives, we are being able to make changes that we never thought would ever be possible. You may not be addicted to relationships or food or pornography, but I'm sure there is something that you're having a hard time letting go of. Maybe you've been stuck in a rut so long you think that it would be impossible for you to change and be different. But I've learned that with Jesus Christ and with godly friends supporting you, you can change and be different. It doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been. I've learned that Jesus, who is the truth, will set you free, just as he's promised. It all starts with honesty, with yourself, with God, and with others. Thank you. Last point. I acknowledge the root of my problem. I believe Christ can change me. I confess my struggle to another, and I dedicate myself completely to Christ. Because you need a power that's greater than yourself. Romans 6. Don't let sin control the way you live. Don't give in to its lustful desires. Instead, give yourselves completely. Circle the word completely. Give yourselves completely to God, since you have been given a new life. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be back in just a moment with the rest of today's lesson. You can sign up for Pastor Rick's free email devotional at PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. If you'd like to be a blessing to the children God has placed in your life, let us tell you about God's Big Plans for Me. It's a storybook Bible by Pastor Rick Warren. This 223-page, hardcover, full-color, beautifully illustrated children's Bible includes 40 well-loved Bible stories to help kids practically engage with God's Word. Each Bible story has an introduction from Pastor Rick that helps readers, young and old, understand the Word of God so they can begin to discover God's great purposes for their lives. Their eyes will light up as they turn the beautifully illustrated pages and really start to get what God wants to say to their young hearts and minds. God's Big Plans for Me is so much more than just a book filled with cute pictures of Bible characters. It's a fun and effective way to introduce grade school-aged children to God's everlasting truths. Today, when you financially support Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, we'll send you a copy of God's Big Plans for Me. To get your copy of this great resource, just call 800-600-5004 
or go to PastorRick.com to get yours. That's 800-600-5004 or PastorRick.com. There's only two days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. Hi, everybody. This is Rick Warren, author of The Purpose Driven Life and pastor at Saddleback Church. I have some great news for those of you who speak Spanish, a daily Spanish edition of the Daily Hope broadcast. It's going to include the same inspirational and practical Bible teaching that I've been sharing on Daily Hope for the past six years, but it's going to be in Espanol. Jeremías 29, 11. Sé muy bien lo que tengo planeado para ustedes, dice el Señor. Son planes para su bienestar, no para su mal. Son planes de darles un futuro y una esperanza. Would you help me get this word out to people who speak Spanish as their first language? We have always had the desire to share the good news of hope with everyone, everywhere. And with 500 million people who speak Spanish in the world, this will open up a brand new audience of people to hear about the love and the joy and the peace and the hope of Jesus Christ. You can listen right now at PastorRick.com. Once again, here's Pastor Rick Warren. I acknowledge the root of my problem. I believe Christ can change me. I confess my struggle to another and I dedicate myself completely to Christ because you need a power that's greater than yourself. Romans 6, don't let sin control the way you live. Don't give in to its lustful desires. Instead, give yourselves completely, circle the word completely, give yourselves completely to God since you have been given a new life. Now listen, every day you are controlled by something. Whether you like it or not, you're controlled. You may be controlled by your own ego. You may be controlled by the expectations of other people. You may be controlled by fear. You may be controlled by resentment and uh, your bitterness against somebody else. You may be controlled by guilt. You may be controlled by a substance. You may be controlled by a habit, but you are controlled by something every day. Now, freedom comes when you choose what's going to control you. And when you choose Jesus Christ to be the controlling factor in your life, when I am mastered by the master, I can master everything else. If God is not number one in my life, something else is, and it'll control me to a negative degree. When Christ is in control of my life, it always moves me in the right direction. Always. Instead of a substitute, I choose God. I choose, choose Jesus Christ. Now, what does this decision involve? Well, these steps. Admitting that I've been trying to play God. Admitting that I can't change on my own. Humbly asking God to help me change. Being willing to be honest about the things that need changing in my life with somebody else. And giving Jesus Christ total ownership of my life. What happens when I do that? What happens when I take this step? Look at the next verse. God keeps his promise. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond your power to resist. And at the time you are tempted, he will give you the strength to endure it and so provide you with a way out. So here's the bottom line. Do you really want to change? Do you really want to change? Are you willing to do these things? They're, they're simple, but they're certainly not easy. Do you really want to change? There's something real about 
coming to Christ and saying, I'm going to give you everything in my life. Dedicate your life to Christ. The Bible says when you do that, God gives us not a spirit of fear, but power, love, and self-control. He lifts you out of the ditch. You say, Rick, I am so tired of trying and failing. I, I'm afraid, honestly. I'm so tired of trying and failing. Well, let me tell you something. Stop trying. Just stop it. Stop trying. And instead, start trusting. Start trusting. It takes more than willpower. Truth is, you've tried and tried and tried and tried, and you've tried everything else in the whole world, and nothing else has worked. And God gives you the option either depend on him or depend on yourself, and the result is either freedom or frustration. So why not give it all to Christ? What have you got to lose? The Bible says when anyone becomes a Christian, therefore if any man be in Christ, he's a new person inside. The old has passed away, the new becomes. He'll give you that new power. And you become a new person with the power of Christ. Not turning over a new leaf, but actually getting a new life. That's what baptism symbolizes. When you put a person under the water and they come back up, they're saying, I've died to my old life. I've died to my old habits, and I'm beginning a fresh start, a new life. And there's something real about making a public commitment like that. Why does Jesus Christ command us to be baptized? Well, as I said, it's something real about making it, it public. Can you imagine saying to your husband or your wife, let's get married but not tell anybody about it? That's not much of a commitment. Public public commitment like that through baptism strengthens your commitment it also gives you God's grace which is the power to change because obedience always brings grace in your life so the question is do you really want to change let's bow our heads what is it about your life that you would like to change but you just can't do you feel like you're in a ditch and you can't climb out of it? Maybe it's an emotional ditch and you just have been down for so long you can't get up. Maybe it's a financial ditch and you just think, I'm never going to get out of debt. Or it's a bad habit ditch or a relational ditch and you're stuck in a relationship you can't get on with and you can't get out of. The starting point is to take these steps. What if I doubt? What if I have doubts? That's okay. Just take the steps anyway. Would you pray this prayer in your mind? Pray it in your mind and God will hear you. Jesus Christ, you know that there are things in my life I really don't like. Things that I do and things that I say and things that I think and you know, dear God, that I have tried to change on my own many, many times, but I can't. And today I admit that I am powerless to change and that my life has become unmanageable. I need your power and your presence in my life to change. I want to make a fresh start, not based on trying, but on trusting. 
And so today I commit my life to you, Jesus Christ, or I recommit my life to you, Jesus Christ. And for those of you who haven't done so, pray this. I, I want to make a fresh start, and I'm going to make a public declaration of my trust in you by being baptized. And I want to ask you to help me to find an accountability partner who can support me in the changes that I, I want to make and I need to make. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hi, everybody. This is Rick, and I hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. You know, if you just prayed that prayer for the very first time, or you just recommitted your life to Jesus again today, would you let me know about it? There's something real about sharing your commitment. So write me, rick, at pastorrick.com and say, Rick, I prayed that prayer of commitment. I gave my life to Christ, and I'll send you some material that'll help you on your journey with Jesus, and I'll also pray for you. God bless you. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you've missed any part of this broadcast, including portions we didn't have time for today, you can go to PastorRick.com and listen online anytime, or you can download the Daily Hope podcast on your computer, smartphone, or tablet. Rick will be back in a moment with a final word, so please stay with us. The Bible says children are a gift from the Lord. Do you have special kids that the Lord has placed in your life? Maybe you have your own kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, or kids in your neighborhood that are part of your life. You can help them get closer to God by encouraging them to read God's Word. We're so excited to tell you about a brand new resource for kids called God's Big Plans for Me. It's a storybook Bible by Pastor Rick Warren. Here's Pastor Rick to tell you more. In Matthew 19, 14, Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. How do we bring children to Jesus? Well, the best way is to read the Bible with them. You know, when my kids were growing up, I could always see their excitement about Jesus grow every time we read stories from the Bible together. Now, I see that same excitement when I read the Bible with my grandchildren. I love teaching them at such an early age that God created them for a purpose, that they are not an accident, that they matter to God, and that he has a special plan for their lives. So I'm excited to tell you that I've teamed up with a very gifted children's illustrator to prepare a new Bible for children. It's called God's Big Plans for Me Storybook Bible. Your kids will learn from God's Word in ways that are easy to understand. And long after they learn to read on their own, this storybook Bible is going to keep on encouraging them to trust in God's promises. The God's Big Plans for Me storybook Bible contains 40 well-loved Bible stories that will help your kids learn how to apply God's Word to their lives. Each story is beautifully illustrated. It's incredible and includes an introduction from me that encourages them to discover God's great purpose for them. It's fun, it's effective, it's entertaining, it's challenging, it's captivating. It's a great way to introduce children to God's eternal truths. Now, I'll send you this Bible for Children, God's Big Plans for Me Storybook Bible, just as a way of saying thanks when you give a gift to Daily Hope today. 
We depend on your gifts. I want you to have this as my thank you gift to you. I hope you'll get a copy for all the children in your life, your kids, your grandchildren, nieces, nephews, even children you know in your neighborhood. They'll all love this. We've had nothing but 100% great feedback from people who've seen the God's big plans for me, Storybook Bible. Request yours today by calling 800-600-5004. That's 1-800-600-5004 today. Or just go to PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. There's only two days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. Be sure to join us again next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and your generous financial support.